Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I am more convinced and more and more convinced every single day that has gone by that we definitely need the church, we need the fellowship, we need the word of God, we need the discipleship. But one thing that the church needs is the file of God. Without the file of God, we will not be the kind of Christian that God wants us to be. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And you can touch the file of God by being hungry, being desperate for God. And you say, I want to change, I don't want to be the same. Today, the topic of the teaching that I will not be able to finish today because it's a long teaching. I will read a lot of scriptures because this is teaching time, not preaching time, but I may end up preaching anyway. So I will teach and read a lot of scripture. The topic of the teaching is holiness and being touched by the fire of God. Holiness and being touched by the fire of God. The subject of the fire of God is related to God's holiness. It's not about just falling down, rolling on the floor, crying, laughing. The outcome of the touch of the Holy Spirit is to make His church holy. Today, we will not go to that level in the scripture. I have to finish next time. But today, I will give some foundation about holiness first. And in the next revival meeting, I will try to finish the touch of God and holiness. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for teaching us each day by your Holy Spirit. We ask you, Father, tonight your Holy Spirit will be our teacher. You will show us the truth in the Bible. Help us to understand your heart and your will. We thank you so much, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I dare not preach this kind of message for many years because I could not do it to live a holy life. I know I was not holy. But after years and years and years of being in the fire of God and being touched by the fire, my life has changed so much by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now I dare teach this lesson, God's holiness. Do you know that our God is holy? He is holy. He is pure and perfect and righteous. And even the name of the third part of Godhead is called the Holy Spirit. We don't call him the Spirit. We call him the Holy Spirit because he is holy. And if you read many scripture, you will find out that God mentioned about this character of God far more than any character in the Bible. Even more than love. The word holy, holiness, are found in the Bible more than the word love. God talked about himself as a holy God. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 5, I will show you many scriptures here. Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. When Moses encountered God, he was in the presence of God burning bush. He was in the presence of the glory of the Lord. The Lord called that place holy ground. 
pure and holy. So he called himself holy. Leviticus 20, 26. You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. After you hear this message, I pray that you will make a decision to move forward into holy life. I'm not talking about being religious or being legalistic, but living a holy life because our Heavenly Father is the Holy God. You need to make that decision that you want to be holy. Amen? Many times in our life, when we want to do something, we will put effort into it. I remember when Pastor Da walked by my house when I was 14 years old. And she walked by, I was reading the book, and I looked at her, wow, what a beautiful lady. <laughs> and I was thinking in my heart, I'm going to need to get to know this lady no matter what. And after I know her for a while, I'm going to marry her no matter what. I determined to know Pasada and determined to marry her. And I was successful <laughs> with my determination. You see, you know what I did? I bought a big box of ice cream and gave to her brother and say, could you bring it to, not this brother, another brother, another one. I gave to another brother older than you and he brought it back to the home and I told him that make sure you told the whole family that it's from me. <laughs> so eventually, Pastor Da would like to find out who is this guy that bought the ice cream. For, we call foremost ice cream. Do you have in, in America foremost ice cream? Huh? In Asia, huh? Foremost ice cream. So I bought a big chocolate foremost ice cream to give to the family. And eventually she became my girlfriend. <laughs> the same thing. When I determined to finish training at University of Washington to be a neurosurgeon, American Board of Neurosurgery, I want to have that diploma on my wall. Even though it was seven and a half years of training, night and day working hard, I determined to do it, and I got it. So what I try to compare to the spiritual life, if you determine to be holy, you determine that you want to give God the glory and the honor, and you say, I'm going to live a holy life. You make your commitment, you make a determination, you will reach that goal. Not by your own self, but by the help of God. That's why the church needs to challenge members to live a holy life. Not a law, not as a legalistic thing, but to challenge you to go to that goal of your life that you will be holy people. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 3. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. Even the seraphim called God, Holy, holy, holy. It's interesting, God is love, but they did not cry now, love, love, love. Because He is holy, He's love. Because in holiness contain everything about God's characteristic, including love, gentleness, mercy, everything is in holiness, in the purity of God. First Peter chapter 1, verse 16, God's holiness is not only mentioned in the Old Testament or in the Old Covenant, but also mentioned in the New Covenant. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And 
Even the prophecy about the end time in the book of Revelation, the Bible talks about holy again. The four living creatures in Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. What is holiness? Holiness means otherness or separation from all that is imperfect, all that is impure, all that is unclean of the world system. Holiness means separation from the evil things of the world and being with God, higher level with God, living in a holy level, and a higher level. God is perfect. God is excellent. God never sins. God is blameless, pure, and holy. And he called all of us to reach to that level to live a holy life. And because God is holy, when he reveals to us, he reveals his perfection and characteristic. And whenever God reveals his holiness to us, the Bible called glory. Okay, let me explain to you. Let me read a couple of scripture and explain to you the, what does it mean, the word glory or kabod in the Hebrew language. In John chapter 1, verse 14, Jesus appeared on earth. When Jesus was walking on earth, God was walking on earth. Is that right? He was 100% man and 100% God. He was perfect. He never sinned. He overcame all the temptations that the devil threw to him. He was perfect. When Jesus showed up, holiness showed up, and the glory of the Lord showed up. The Bible mentioned about Jesus this way, and the word, Christ, became flesh, and tabernacle lived a while among us, and we actually saw his glory. So John and the disciples say that when they saw Jesus, they saw the glory of God, the perfection of God, the holiness of God. Such glory as an only begotten son received from his father, full of grace and truth. Look at another scripture, Exodus chapter 24, 16 to 17. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seven days, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. What does it mean? Glory. God is holy, perfect. Even though God is omnipresent, God is everywhere. But God doesn't show up in such a way that you can feel Him or hear Him and touch Him everywhere. And whenever God shows up in such a thick, heavy presence like that, we call the glory of the Lord. So the word the glory of the Lord has two meanings. Perfection of God or holiness of God. When God shows up, He shows up with His character. Is that right? Like when you show up, you come with your character. If you are a very gentle, loving person, your loving and gentle 
character will come along with you. So when he show up, his holiness show up, and when he comes in a thick and very heavy way, we call the glory of the Lord. That's why Jesus is the glory of the Lord because he just show up in a person. Sometimes I was thinking, if I walk close to Jesus, how am I gonna feel? I believe you can sense the anointing, so strong anointing, so so pure. You look at his eyes, you can see the purity through the eyes of Jesus. I never see Jesus, but I believe when he shows up, you're going to see the purity, the holiness to the eyes, to his voice, the loving voice, the pure voice of Jesus Christ. At the end of this teaching, next time, we're going to talk about the glory of the Lord and the file of God in more detail. Why the glory of the Lord is involved with our holy life, our, our sanctification. Amen? Exodus chapter 24, talking about the tangible presence of God in that mountain to the point that people could see the presence of God and they called that presence of God the glory of the Lord. He came with holiness and the presence of the Lord came in such a manner like a consuming fire. So they saw the fire up on the mountain. The same thing today. God can show up in a meeting with his fire. We may not see the physical fire like the time of Moses. Maybe the reason because the Lord doesn't want the fire department to get involved in this building. If the fire came up on the top of the roof here, we're going to hear some silence and the fire department will come and then our meeting have to be canceled because all the people walk in here. What's going on here? You have a fire in your church. So God did not show up in the physical fire, but he come with the spiritual fire today. At that time, they don't have a fire department, so that's okay. The fire in the mountain, that, who cares? Okay? So God wants us to live a holy life. We read a while ago that, Be holy, for I am holy. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, they fell short of the glory of the Lord. The sinful nature entered mankind, and every man on earth here has that sinful nature. We make mistakes. We have wrong attitudes. We have wrong motives. We make mistakes. We, we sin against God. And then God say, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Come up to my level. Separate yourself from the evil way of the world and live a holy life. He called us to be holy. This calling started from God, not from us. We are not the one who call ourselves. Oh, hey, come and be holy. Let's call each other. No, no, no. The calling to be holy is from the Lord. Not only that he called us first to be holy, but he commit himself to help us to be holy as well. So as the disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to make a decision to live in such a way that people around us will be able to see and recognize that we have been set apart from the world and dedicated to God. People need to look at us different from them. We need to be holy people in our office, in our school, in our classroom. People need to see that we are really different from them. If they lie, we don't lie with them. If they gossip, we don't gossip with them. Amen? We need to be holy people. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, just as he shows us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 
Everyone say, I should be holy and without blame. In other words, no one can blame us that we sin against God. We need to shoot for that high level of standard in life, that no one see us and say, oh, that Christian, just a messy life. I don't want to be Christian like him because he was so messy. He make a lot of mistakes. We can live a holy life. Amen? Amen? And not only that, because God called us to be holy and we should be holy. Not because just God called us to be holy, but because we love God so much. We love Jesus so much that we want to represent him very well on earth here. God put us in a family and we need, we are, as his children, we need to exhibit the family characteristic of God. And that family characteristic is holiness. Amen? When you love somebody, you want to please that person. Is that right? When I love my dad, He's still, I'm still loving my dad. And I don't want anyone to talk bad about my dad. I don't want anyone to look down or despise my dad. Therefore, I will do anything to protect his reputation. You never heard me in this church criticize my dad. I never criticize my wife in front of you. Why? Because I love her. I need to protect her. I need to help her to have good reputation amongst the people. The same thing. If you love God so much, you make a decision to live a holy life in order to make him look good in the eyes of non-believers. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, the Bible says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchased special people, that you may, listen carefully, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtues and perfections of him who call you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Wow, Peter said clearly that we as God's children, his nation, his special people, must show forth or set forth the wonderful deeds and display his virtue, his holiness and perfections so that people will see God through us. People cannot see God, but people can see God through us. Amen? That's why holiness is important to the Great Commission. If you want to preach the gospel, the message from your life is more powerful than what you say. Many times you say, you talk, you talk about, oh, God loves you, but you don't live a holy life. People look at you, I don't want your God. You look worse than me. You preach about Jesus. You say Jesus saved you. Jesus would take you to heaven. But why do you have a messy life? You yell at your wife. You lie. You cheat. You, you live a life that I, I'm not really impressed with you. I don't want to be a Christian. People don't see God through you. So they don't want to hear your gospel. But if you want to preach the gospel, preach with your life first. You live a holy life. So that people will hear what you say. Amen? So, because God called us to be a holy people, God has committed. Everyone say committed. He's initiated the calling, and He also committed to help us to be holy. He committed. He did not leave us alone and say, Hey, guy, 
You're on your own. I am not involved here. You just try to be holy on your own strength. But God did not do that way. God is committed to help us to be holy. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 22. But now he has reconciled you, mean God, has reconciled us by Christ's physical true death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. He initiated our holiness by sending his son to die on the cross. His physical death on the cross helped us to be holy. God made the first move, not us. Actually, before we became a Christian, we don't even care about living a holy life. We just enjoy sin so much at that time. But God made a first move by sending Jesus to die on the cross. Everyone say, God initiated his commitment. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 again. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You see, God chose us. We did not choose God. He sent Jesus to die for us. He initiated our holiness. What must we do? Number one, 1 John 2.6. We need to make a decision, firm decision. Whoever claims to live in him, mean in Jesus, must walk as Jesus so the first decision we need to make tonight is that I want to be like Jesus Christ. When you live a holy life, you are like Jesus. This is something that the church needs to be taught, to be reminded, to be stirred up all the time. Our life has two goals. The first thing is personal goal. Our personal goal is to live like Jesus, to walk like Jesus, to be holy. That is internal goal. But our goal is to save as many souls as we can. Try to get people saved. Make as many disciples as we can. So we need to make a decision that I want to be like Christ. I'm serious. I'm still walking in the hospital, walking to my office, sitting at home every day, and I still pray to God from my heart, God, I want to change. I want to become like Christ. God give me more power to change my life and use me to change other people's life by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to see your church walk in holiness, walk like Jesus Christ. I'm still praying. Like, today I was praying in my office like that, in lunch break. I still say, God, I want to live a holy life. Amen? It's a daily decision. Not only that, we need to make a decision to know His Word and obey His Word. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verses 16 to 19. This day, the Lord your God commands you to observe these statutes and judgments, mean His law. Therefore, you shall be careful to observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Today, you have proclaimed the Lord to be your God and that you will walk in His ways and keep His statutes, His commandments, and His judgments that you will obey his voice. Also today, the Lord has proclaimed you to be his special people, just as he promised you, that you should keep all his commandments 
and that he will set you high above all nations which he has made in praise, in name, and in honor. That, listen carefully, why we need to obey the word of God. That you may be a holy people to the Lord your God, just as he has spoken. So we make a decision to walk like Jesus. Second step, we make a decision to obey the law of God. Amen? We need to obey the Bible. We need to know the Bible. That's the reason why we recorded every single teaching in this church. The reason we recorded, because we want to be systematic. If I preach today without recording, how can the next generation hear this message? They are not here yet. So I want the next generation to hear the same message. We want the word of God to be taught in the church from generation to generation without stopping. The message needs to be heard so that they will grow. Amen? The problem is that we have only 24 hours a day. And we cannot preach the same message again and again every week. People get bored. So the new people come in, they can hear the message again. Amen? So I want to really encourage you to check out from our CD library. Listen to the Word of God as many times as you can. Read the Bible, study the Bible, get to know the Word and obey the Word. Not just study the Bible to decorate your brain. Do it. You study and do it. Practice it. Then you will be holy people. You cannot be holy people without knowing the Word of God. You cannot be holy people without practicing or doing the Word of God. Amen? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. And put on the new nature, the regenerate self created in God's image, God-like, in true righteousness and holiness. So the third thing we need to do, number one, make a decision to walk like Christ. God did his part. He sent Jesus to die for us. Two, we study the word and obey the word. Three, let me ask this question. When you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth, comb your hair, whatever you need to do to get ready. Will you walk out of your house to work without clothes? What's going to happen if you walk out of your house without clothes? You'll be in jail. All people are going to think you are from some mental institute. You put your clothes on. Is that right? You put your pen, your shirt, put a tie, the coat, whatever you need to do. You have to do that every single day. Put your coat on. Put your clothes, your pen on, your skirt on to walk out of your house. This is the same thing spiritually. When you wake up in the morning until you go to bed, you keep that cloth on. The new life of Jesus Christ. You make a decision to keep the cloth, the garment of praises, the righteousness of God, the holiness of God. You put on the new nature. Who put on? God put on or you put on? You put on. You and me put on the new nature. God will do and help us. But we are the one who make a decision, wake up. God, I'm going to put on your new nature. I make a decision today, walking in holiness and righteousness. It's a daily, daily decision. Like you have to put your clothes on every single day. You don't put clothes on only on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
and then Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday and Sunday you walk out nude. You don't do that. You put on the clothes every single day. The same thing with holiness. Get up in the morning, boom, put it on. New nature. Amen. Everywhere you go, either in a mountain, in the sea, Waikiki Beach, or Thailand, or Taiwan, everywhere you go, you keep that cloth on. Don't take it off. Amen. <laughs> Please don't take it off. I want to read last two scripture. Okay, so what we do is to make a decision to be like Christ. Know the word and put on the new nature. We make that decision. Why we need to be holy? Let's read the Bible. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So in other words, if you don't make a decision to live a holy life, you may not see the Lord. You may not make it to heaven. This is scary. The Lord say clearly that not everyone who call me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Don't take me wrong. We all make mistakes. I make mistakes too. I sin sometimes. I sin less than 10 years ago, but I still sin sometimes. But right after I sin, I repent, I confess, and He will cleanse me all from all unrighteousness, and I walk again with Him in holiness. Amen? But I need to make a decision to walk a holy life in order to see the Lord. I cannot play a game with God. I cannot just keep sinning and sinning and sinning without repenting, without confessing, and think that I'm a Christian and I'm going to go to heaven. You may not make it to heaven. The Bible says clearly that in heaven there is no sin. Revelation 21, 27, nothing impure will ever enter it, mean the new Jerusalem or heaven. Nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's books of life. In order to get to heaven, we need to make sure that we seek holiness. Because in heaven, there's no people play around with God and sin against God there. Amen? I want to stop here and continue next time. Today, we just put down the foundation about God is holy. We must be holy. And God committed himself, initiated the commitment to help us to be holy by the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to study in detail next time how God helped us to be holy. Next time. We also learned that we need to make a commitment to be like Jesus, obey the word, and put on the new nature every single day. And if we can do that, we will give God the glory. And people will see the Father through us, and He will get the glory. We need to be His right representative on earth here. Amen? I make a commitment to be a true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I make a commitment to love Jesus with all my heart and to walk in holiness. I want my daddy in heaven, my papa in heaven, 
get good reputation through me. I don't want anyone to look down on my daddy in heaven, above father. I love him so much. He's so good to me. He saved me from sin. He saved my marriage. He healed my wife to have another baby. He gave us beautiful twins, grandbabies. When I look at that picture in the Facebook, I keep thanking God. That God is so good to me. He gave me the job in Seattle. He gave me such a wonderful team in this church to run the church together. He gave us this building. He gave us the anointing. He gave us such a nice, good church here. How can I hurt God's feeling? He is so good to me and to you. We need to do everything to make him smile and happy. And that is to live a holy life that people will see God through us and they will be saved. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So next time we're going to learn what is sanctification? What is the difference between justification and sanctification? How does God sanctify us? And at the end, we're going to talk in more detail. There are many ways God sanctifies us, but one of the ways that God sanctifies us is to bring us into the fire of God and to behold His glory. That is the end of this sermon or this teaching, how the fire of God involves in sanctification and holiness in our life. Amen? I may have to preach this three times because it's a long lesson to understand little by little by little. People understand today? So what, who is God? Is God holy? Everyone say, God is holy. Everyone say, I should be holy. Because my God is holy. I make a decision to be like Christ. To obey your word, Father. And to put on God's nature. I want to please Him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe that every church that we take care of, every church that we plant, either now or in the future, our members will live a holy life. And when Jesus comes back at the end time, He will look at these churches and He will put His thumb up and say, Good, I'm so proud of you. You all holy people. You love me and you give me the glory. Amen? I'm excited to finish the whole series, but I don't have time. Amen. I keep telling people all the time, I cannot go back to the old way anymore. The holiness of God is wonderful. And the fire of God changed my life so much that I don't want to let Him go anymore. I want the fire of God to burn on the inside of me. Today, one person in another country Facebooked me while I was working. This is an instant message. Somebody asked me, I'm so tired, this person to say. I'm so tired. I get mad at my children and I yell at them. I love God, I pray and I fast all the time. Why I could not get rid of all this sin? Why I'm still struggling with sin? And I answered this person in the Facebook, you need to soak yourself in the fire of God. No, 
on a regular basis. And that person say, how? I say, I have the advantage because I'm the pastor. I can move in the file of God anytime I want to because I'm the head of the church. So I told this person that 10 years ago, I was touched by the file of God. And God told me, kept going back to get touched. More and more fill up. Fill up. Until you have the file of God so much inside you that you can stir up the file of God anytime, anywhere. And you need to come back into the file of God on a regular basis. Regular basis. Not just once a year. Not just once in 10 years. But you need to live in the glory, in the fire, all the days of your life. And I'm serious. While I was typing my computer on the Facebook to this person, I would say, I feel the fire right now in my office, on my skin, on my body. I feel the fire. Because I learned how to stir up and live in the fire. And that fire keep me holy, keep me having the right attitude, clean me up, help me, change me all the time. It's wonderful. And I want you to come to that level that you live in the fire all day long. Amen? I know that some of you are new here. You are like me when I was there 10 years ago in 1995. Actually, more than 10 years. 1995. 14, 15 years now, I have been in the fire of God. I started to learn about the fire of God in 1995. But I kept going, learning, just soak in the fire, soak in the fire more more the more you soak in the more he will stay longer stay more 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 is that right like if you keep pushing air into the balloon some leak out but you keep pushing in the balloon will keep the air inside never stop not let it leak out and then keep going down but keep pushing it the same thing with the file of God you keep feeling keep feeling feeling more and more and the rest in your life will be more you, you see what I'm talking about? Maybe the first year you have the file of God only this much. But as you keep coming, more and more and each year, thicker, 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 more anointing, more fire in your life. Eventually, all day long, you walk like Jesus. Everywhere you go, you feel the file of God. You feel the presence of God because you're so filled with His presence, with His glory. That should be the goal of everybody in this room that you walk around with the file of God inside you. Thick presence of God. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why those, that person that listened to the CD got touched because the fire came out from the voice in the CD. Amen? Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your 